Strutting while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. Uh, it's supposed to be heavy wind tonight. Also. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Like 30, 30 mile an hour? That's pretty heavy. Is that a guess? or? No, I think that's uh, that's what I heard from a somebody. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> from it's, it's, somebody it's going around all right I, I was shrugging my shoulders because i i wasn't sure if that would impress you 30 mile an no, hour wind guess what okay bonus trivia gusts on saturday night actually it was sunday morning squaw valley the top of squaw valley recorded gusts 70 miles an hour 90 55 159 miles an hour Whoa. what that was my second guess <laughs> Can you imagine getting off the chairlift? Dude, I, I can't I can even imagine you'd be blown, like, rolled off. There's no chance. That's when uh, skinny jeans work out well. Dude, arrow, bro. Yeah, you, you gotta get cut right through. And get real low. Gnarly. I'm pretty sketched out myself, dude. I'm freaking right up against a eucalyptus group. But you're which are, like, skinny, as, skinny jeans as hell, bro. Oh, I know, dude. I, the trees would totally miss me. Oh, you know what happened the other day? I got really fucking pissed. I was just no. sitting there getting pissed you? because Art was because I thought about Art wearing that inside out shirt. <laughs> Dude, Art. Hey, Art. You Is know that when, weird? Hey, Lane. When's your birthday? December third. Oh shit, we missed we it. We missed it. Uh, next year, next year, Art. You know what to get him. <laughs> Should we start this thing? Let's do it. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm, I'm Lane. I'm Brian. I'm Art. And this is a Thursday edition. This is. How you doing, Art? Doing all right. You have any uh, any car related things to talk about today? Just sabotaging our show by not letting it making a Skype work. <laughs> Listen, all y'all, it's a sabotage. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, um, I've got no car related stuff. Too. Just bicycles and uh, <laughs> unicycles. And unicycles. Yeah. Unicycles. Those are pretty hip these days. You know, I'm all about that kind of thing. Fuck yeah, you are. That seems really hard to learn. You know, have you guys seen those skateboards with just two wheels? They, yeah, they swivel. Oh, I've done that shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, Wait. I nail that stuff. I'm good at oh, that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the. Mod. I nail that stuff. Which one? Art? Hit There's hard. It's like <laughs> <laughs> getting R and R on there. Yeah, I, uh, I I feel like I was an old dude trying to use a young kid's term there. <laughs> uh, freaking the ones where it's like a a wheel in the middle. It's just the center. It's like a some, oh like some, no no, like no, no. That's, but see that's that's, that's got a gyro. That's electrical and all that. This is a. Uh, a, a skateboard with one wheel in the front that's on like roller, like a swivel. Oh, the one, and that one in the back, and it's the like middle. you have to kind of rock your way to get it yeah, moving. Yeah, counter steer it. To, it looks to get it so freaking just broken ankles central. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just old. Is that just going I on? think so. You think I'm just old? Yeah. <laughs> You would just master it? No, I think I'm oh. old too. <laughs> I, I don't even know how you would get on it. It's one of those things. Kids these days. I know. Do you know what I'm talking about, Brian? Is this what you know? Dude, I literally rode those things around in high school when kids brought them They weren't invented in high school. They were? No. They're super old. I don't think you know what I'm talking about. Dude, I know exactly what we're talking about. I think you're right. There's several different versions. I think, like, Clark Mackey had one. Yeah, some kid. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. Someone brings it, and then everybody tries it. (laughs) It's it's not... To get up is not easy. You kind of have to, like, hold onto a bench or something, or a friend. And then from there, you just start gyrating? Yeah, basically. <laughs> See, that's one of those, like... It's, Dude, it's pretty cool, actually, when you get it. It's kind of cool, but, like, nothing ever beats a normal skateboard, right? Right. Well, I mean, it's just Like, nothing's better than a normal bike. It's different. Uh, You're recambent. Warren has his little recambent bike. He lays down. <laughs> it's recumbent. It's recumbent. How dare you? He lays down and well, fucking has a, this little shield around him. I have a him. big uh, beach cruiser trike. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, that actually is cool, like a horn. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I have one of those four-person four, <laughs> four bicycles where you all oh. like sit around a table and pedal at the same time Dude, and go down the San Diego I boardwalk. Love, I love that idea. <laughs> oh, like a beer bar thing. Yeah, or whatever, like a maybe beer there's like an bike. umbrella on top. Uh, umbrella <laughs> with a P. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that Brian and, and, and um, Lane can skate based on, you know, kind of uh, stories I've heard, like, over the years. But, uh, but Warren, yeah. Warren, uh, can you skate off of a side, like a sidewalk? Yeah, on... of course. Damn, I can't do that. I can skate. Skate. You can't oh. skate off a sidewalk? Dude, I'm, I'm, I've never really picked up skating, man. Oh, dude, let's get you in some tiger sharks. And <laughs> yeah, dude, let's do this. Skate or die, dude. I like. I remember one time um, I attempted to, to ollie for a full day. Um, never really succeeded. God, I wish I could see that. But footage. did you ever learn how to like move before you attempted to ollie? I can like I can skate and I can turn, but I can't like I can't jump onto a sidewalk or jump off of a sidewalk. But you can't go off a sidewalk. I going go off, off sidewalk, is going off is easier. Yeah, I can't say that I could I could ollie up up one nowadays. I used to be able to. Oh yeah, I couldn't do that. I've never been days. an ollie guy. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Kip, kip, I get off around. my skateboard and I walk up. Or, the or no, or you just pick up the front and you have the the back kind of kick up. Too. Sure, yeah. You, I try to avoid situations where I have to go up things like that. Well, it's hard to do that on a two wheeled skateboard. Well, just mostly gyrating. I do it in like skateboard parks. If anything, you know, you just kind of pump around. You don't got to do the ollie stuff. Pump around. I think I'm just, skate it's, it's difficult. Yeah, the, the ollie is difficult. Oh, the, the ollie! I never mastered the ollie. I remember kids in high school would just sit there by the lockers, like, ollieing nonstop just, all day, like, or practicing or doing kickflips where it. it's like, they do a kickflip and it's like, they spin it like 50 times. And I feel like no one ever no. mastered a kickflip. Well, Dude, people did. Menzo. No, there's a few people that have, but like most people that kickflip, like you watch them, they just sit there and kickflip. They like basically fail nine out of 10 times. It's not easy. You're watching lame skate videos, lame. Uh, I'm watching normal people. Oh, I, I, yeah, I can really go problem. for a like late '80s skate video right now, dude. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Hey, we got a podcast to record. We got cars to talk sorry, about. No sorry. time for skate videos. A little, what's his name? Like spinning on the fire hydrant and stuff. Not as coppice. Yeah. All right. What were yeah. you gonna say? Oh yeah, when I when, when I was thinking Brian's old school, he doesn't ollie up a freaking sidewalk. I was thinking like in the '80s, it was all about picking up your skateboard, spinning it around, and like you know, it was like oh, yeah. it was like not. All like with your feet, like there was. Yeah, I know. All handstand on that shit all day. There you go. <laughs> all <Yep>. day, dude. <laughs> just bloody hands. All right, should we do just this? Early grab the fuck out of there. Yeah, I will early grab. We asked on our Instagram page for some questions for today's podcast. We got thirty. It's kind of a lot. We're gonna do the best we can. We're gonna change this to the DWA Questions Podcast. It's a We're gonna change title. it. Oh, different title. Yep. It's, it's not, not a very creative name. I prefer Answers Podcast. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Q&A with DWA. Whoa. Life Advice with DWA. There we go. Sometimes Brian just nails it right out of the box. Nick Coogan asks, thoughts on a daily of a B7 VR6 Passat? What would be everyone's first modifications? What's Change it to Audi badges? <laughs> <laughs> Art's not impressed. No. That, that's basically a, like a slightly bigger Jetta. They look almost identical. If you see it, you'll you recognize it right away. It's like, yeah, they stop. It's the one before the current generation. Yeah. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, small lift kit and knobby tires. That's wow. a limb. That is quite a limb. <laughs> Wait. So the Beats B7 Passat is the newest one, right? No, it's it's not the newest one. It's the it, I think they stopped making them in 2014. Mm. The, the newest one's like super like curvy, like really wraparound headlight type, and the the previous gen looks more like the jet, like your generation Jetta kind of like that style. Mm. I'm looking at it right now. It looks uh, looks alright. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, modifications. I would just drive it. Some bad hum. Um, modifications would be. To it's probably, sell it, it's probably what a 1.8 T or something. You get a manual. Oh, he said he wanted a VR. He said a VR six. Oh, right? VR six. You get a manual on a VR six. I would imagine so, but there's not many mods that do to a, a VR six. So you kind of like those engines. I mean, you, they're a little bit tunable, but you know, being a non-turbo car. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably stick to like doing some good suspension. I think I'd do a flash. APR whatnot. Yeah, but I don't know if that does much mm -hmm. for a naturally aspirated engine like that. Maybe. I agree. Maybe, I think maybe what, not. I think what the man needs is an exhaust because those fucking sound dope. They do sound good. Yeah. And I'd probably just do a light, like light suspension, but a good suspension. I say and then, exhaust and tires. And then keep it at that. 
Yeah, tires good. And that's about it. Because anything else you need, you're just going to fuck up the car. Yeah. Dave LC2 asks, if you were forced to purchase an American enthusiast car, what would it be and why? Dude, Corvette. Which one? But uh, I, I mean, it, it depends. I, I but think it kind of has to be your be current... C6, uh, probably? Your current situation. Oh, current situation. I mean, the, you know, Hennessy Venom, right? No. <laughs> okay, so like, a, yeah, something realistic. Lynn says no. Lynn says no. Uh, so to replace your enthusiast car. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, like, we're buying... To replace your fun car. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. My answer doesn't change very much then. Okay, what do you got? Um, well, I, I I would say 1965 Shelby GT350 Fastback, but and a real one is too expensive, so yeah. I would make a replica. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Yeah, you could. You uh, could see, I wasn't one. thinking. I was thinking new, like a new car. Wait, what? No, I thought we just said what? What? All right, you just said car. enthusiast car. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. So you're right. I think Art's right. Um, does a Lotus Cortina count? Yes. Oh no, it has to be American. Uh, not American. Ford. D- yeah, dude, that's English Ford. I know. Shit. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Enthusiast Otherwise, car. I'd be Ford Escort MK1 or two all day, every day, all day, every day, <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Um, I think I'd have a, a hard time choosing between a cruiser and an enthusiast car if I was going to go American. But if I was forced to American, I'd probably go new Mustang. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Are you being realistic though? Like, yeah. So you would replace your E30 with a new Mustang? Maybe. Yeah, the new Mustangs are pretty cool. Pretty yeah, nice. Rad. I gotta say. I mean, I, don't, I'm ne- I wouldn't do that because I don't favor that over other choices. But. Mm-hmm. Um, so Warren, I, I mean, this I is only. To. But this is only uh, if the question is contemporary cars. Yeah. Because I was picturing you in a big uh, early '60s Lincoln Continental. I know, but, but see, that doesn't. That's not an enthusiast. That doesn't do enthusiast. I'm, I'm enthusiast. with you though. No, I'd be in a '61 Bel or a bubble top. Is what I'd be in with four there speed. You go. I mean, yeah. that's not an enthusiast. Enthusiast, it isn't. Yeah, there. Yeah, like I mean, if I picked a '63 Impala with or '62 mm-hmm. with hydraulics. Like how how is that that owner not an enthusiast? True. And what if I went NASCAR style with my bubble top? Yeah, but don't you think he's talking about a sports car? Yeah, yes. Okay, that's why I said Mustang. Okay. <laughs> and Lane, you need to answer. There's only like three American enthusiast cars ever, right? We're, we're so what would you replace your 944 with? So there's a from America. So you're talking about like a Corvette, a Camaro, or a. Mustang. Mustang. <laughs> or a Ford GT if you or can a Corvair. <laughs> or a Corvair. Yeah. Did I stutter? Uh, or a Pontiac Solstice. Yeah. Aztec. Uh, Trans Am. You're kind of a Trans Am guy. CTSV. CTSV. Yeah. Those are sick. Yeah, maybe an ATS. Did they make an ATSV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a new one. So CTSV. Mm-hmm. So that you would you could you know that would basically be a one car solution for you. That's your commuter daily driver and your enthusiast awful car. Fuel, the worst fuel mileage. Be real rough. It uh, would be terrible though to have a f- two four doors, right? Yeah. Mm. I want to change my answer. Are we are we are we putting Lane ATS. in a corner here? The, yeah. To, What's to your say answer? Corvette. I, no, dude. I just can't choose. Any I'll go of those. with ATS. <laughs> Damn, dude! Have you I seen can't choose any cluster? of those shitty cars, dude. Sorry. Yes, you can. Have you, um, Warren, have you seen the gauge cluster in an ATSV? Oh, yeah. so horrible! Yep. It's like a freaking 1990 Dodge Caravan. I know it's so it's bad, like, dude. I know, it. I know it. I love everything about the car except that. It's oh, intolerable. everything about the car, really? It's pretty freaking <laughs> um, awesome. You um, like the the interior door panels and the, yeah, I mean, it's they actually did a really so shitty job except that. Hmm. That's the one thing that just I can't handle. I don't know. A lot of the materials are pretty shitty. I still seen, haven't answered the question. Have one, oh, I know. Okay, check it out. C6 Corvette. I've torn those things apart, like the door panels and the dash instrument, like the clusters and all this. Dude, it is freaking... It's play school, dude. We, you've mentioned this many it's times. It's so bad. And so does it hurt you to say that that's your choice? Is that what you're telling me? Right no, now? that's not my choice. So you have to come up with some choice, Lane. Okay, I, I, I'd go with the war. I go with new Mustang, then. Nice. Or how about like a badass... Um, badass what? Wide body, fox body. 
Sure. That'd be fun. Notchback. Yeah, even just a regular notchback yeah. Fox body would be pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, you could strip out the interior enough where it doesn't. Put some Recaros in where there. Where it basically doesn't have an interior. It's just a shell. Yeah. Yeah. Spend like $80,000 on it to <laughs> yeah. make it drive well. Yeah, what's wrong with that? How about a Merker X4RT? I. <laughs> There's no. Wait, what, what's the difference between that and a Merker Scorpio? How? Oh, oh, there, oh are you serious? Art. Scorpio is a huge a sedan. Yeah. Come on, Art. Oh shit! No, that's the one that looks more Don't. like the old Lotus Carl. And it's like a Sterling. Next thing you're asking is, is what's a Sterling yeah. based on? And we all know Acura. A legend, legend. of obvies. <laughs> I, oh, come no, on, I dude. Remember, I remember now. Oh, I'm forgetting all. You're forgetting all that stuff. Maybe how about like a Fiesta ST or a Focus ST or a Focus yeah. There you RS. go. Not okay. interested. Hmm. It's Blaine too. Ju- it's too juvenile. Too juvenile. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. SF Production Gabe, uh, this is a good question. If, for the remainder of your life, you were forced to only drive cars with automatic transmissions or front-wheel drive, which would you choose? We've already been asked this before. Yeah, we have, and it was, I had a controversial answer. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I would choose front-wheel drive. You would choose to drive front-wheel drive? Yeah, and yeah, have a manual. I, I choose manual. Yeah, I, I think I'd choose manual as well. Because, Me too. Yeah. And Art, you chose uh, I would fucking choose GT3 rear-wheel drive. RS. Yeah, I, okay. I guess I, I it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one, but I, I, I choose rear-wheel drive over uh, a manual transmission. I just think I'm always using the manual transmission, and you're not always, like, pushing the limits where you're getting sideways yeah, and all this stuff. That's a good it's way like, to put it. And how much yeah. fun do you have in a GTI? Yeah, tons of fun. So yeah. much. A lot of fun. Oh, Art by the way, thing. I was watching Gabe's YouTube channel today. <laughs> he sent us like the link to it a couple weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I was watching all the '86 rally like some summaries. So sick. so cool, dude! Like, and it had like he has like every, or he only has half the season up, I think. But oh, I I was only watching the retrospectives like. <laughs> The 70s, the 80s. Oh, no, this was like one race at a time. Oh. And I think he just put them up. It's yeah. like 1986 season. And Volvo had won the championship, the t- the touring car championship oh, in 85. Okay. Yeah. And they were trying to defend their title, and they were leading halfway through when I saw it. I didn't know the 240s fucking kicked that much ass, Nordica. Dude. Yeah, Nordica. Awesome. And then uh, Gerhard Berger was the Mercedes, was the BMW driver mm-hmm. in the 6 Series. But the BMW was a little bit behind. Like, they were third place. And then Rover was, like, right on uh, yeah, those Rover right on um, Volvo's tail, basically. Yeah. But the Volvos fucking killed it, That's dude. why those Nordica ones, uh, to make a tribute car that was yeah. maybe not as fast, but just as fun to drive or something. And yeah. they had that cool wing on the back. Yeah. The six, basically just a plate of steel or something, you know, aluminum that's... Just, I guess, stuck up. Like, angled up, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen his channel, but I've seen that video. It's so killer. Any 80s touring car championships. And those German. things look like they... I mean, they they were, like, flat through all the turns. They're totally. killing it. Big, wide BBSs. Yeah. Yeah. Total analog. Completely analog. Uh, Shoe32 says, if Art buys a Citroën... Will he use a French accent when discussing the car? <laughs> Follow-up question. How long before Lane loses his shit and chokes him? <laughs> I think that's the case. Uh, for uh, sure. So, Art, go ahead. Answer. Uh, qu'est-ce que tu penses? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I would totally. I would adopt a whole French persona. I would become a fucking mime. <laughs> I would become a mime. So good for podcasting. Uh, I, I would have to smoke cigarettes. I fucking hate cigarettes. God. How about a little mustache? A little thin mustache. Mustache. If, if, if Lane tolerates it, I'd do it. And then you could tell people the difference between sparkling wine and champagne. That's right. <laughs> and eat baguettes. It has to be made in champagne, okay? <laughs> I can see it. By the way, that would be a fucked up group of owners to be part of. Those Citron guys in the in California. Oh yeah. Oh. Really? You mean it's just a bunch of uh, freaking what's his names? Oh, Sean? Sean? No. Bunch of Sean Custers. I mean, sort of, but older and weirder. <laughs> Sean is the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> he's the entry level. Yeah, he's entry. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's entry level. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still think you should consider it though. Uh, Lord Blaine Alexander asks, what's the best SUV 
to tow your race car to the track, then hit the trails off-road in the same day, obviously without race car and trailer. So I have to throw this out here, dude, because, I mean, I'm remote, so I actually went and looked at the questions in advance. I fucking saw that Tim Buckland answered the question. Yeah, no, no that's don't, okay. That's don't okay. Think good. Don't well, think about that, Art. That's the thing is that was – I was going to say – I was actually going to use his exact example. I was oh, say really? That. I know. T- uh, yeah, I was going to say our buddy Tim, he actually tows his race car with a V8 Touareg, and he absolutely loves it, and he off-roads in it. Like, he's actually mobbed, like, a ton of off-road shit, and, like, he's gone out with, like, Jeeps and, and done better than Jeeps out there. So, like, it seems like a pretty legitimate off-road vehicle. With I think tires. that's a good choice. Yeah. I would yeah. say one up. Well, let's, go. I mean, for the listeners, let's finish the question and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. tell what Tim said, because... So it says, you know, hit the off-road. Then uh, with conservative off-road mods, no bulldog-style bro-ass F-250 with matching painted leaf springs like we have here in Florida. Low to mid-20s budget. First you, of all, I love this question. You can go Jeep Grand Cherokee. Like a, you know, yeah, I don't think it's the right answer, though. I, like, basically, this question I want to ask to our followers, like, what what is the thought? And I was stoked to see Tim Buck in reply. Yeah. Because I, I didn't, well, yeah, so what is Tim? He says, he's, uh, let me scroll down. Uh, Lord Blaine Alexander, I do both with my 2006 Touareg V8. I just throw on 32-inch BFG ATKOs with factory 17-inch wheels for the dirt. Toes the race cars beautifully, too. Got to have the air suspension, though. Also has uh, four low and lockers for the center and rear diffs. That's optional. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can even retrofit an electronically disconnected sway bar, factory Euro option, if you were so inclined. So that's the thing. Like, when I'm looking at these, like, it's important to have lockers for any of these, like, to be a you know, serious off-road machine. Uh, and that's, but I, I get bummed out because our Jeep Grand Cherokee doesn't. Like, I think that it we'll is do the higher end ones, on some of the higher yeah. end ones, but... Um, it's, like the Rubicon like, versions I, or whatever? Well, basically, what I... I, I've looked into this just barely enough to scratch the surface, but um, I, I just get the feeling there's not like a lot of aftermarket love for uh, the Jeep Grand Cherokees. And I've, I've seen little notes that um, people are bummed that they're like getting soft, you know, and they're not that good off road anymore, but I don't get a lot of details. And so this is kind of what I'm trying to suss out is like, why, why would it not be good? And I, uh, this is one of the items is, uh, the lockers. I think partially too, it's, uh, some of these, uh, cars don't get a lot of attention until they're well used and cheaper, you know, all around. So people yeah. who want to mess with them can actually afford to do so. Um, but I think like adding a, adding a locker to a, a newer Jeep Grand Cherokee is not trivial. It's like <laughs> the, the only option for the factory is like electric, electronic locking and that, it's only on the high end ones, but I don't know. So that's rad. Uh, that's one option. Like Land Cruiser, you know, those are hyped a lot. Uh, they'd be a good tow vehicle too. They're nice and heavy. That's a good thing when towing. Yeah, I think uh, if you you know you want something reliable and with power and room and stuff, um, how about a Sequoia? I mean, it's a Tundra-based SUV. You got plenty of room. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, it's a little big. That's a for- cheaper option. It could be. I mean, it depends how, how old you want to go. But my, my boss just picked up a, a V10 diesel Touareg um, with the lockers and air ride and all that. Um, wholesale price was eleven five. Yeah. For a one-owner car. So that's a really cool option. Very rare in Super California. Super hard to find. Yeah, yeah, really rare in California. They're out there, though. So the Sequoias, I think that's where you're a little light on the off-road uh, chops like yeah. it doesn't have easy locker options and the rear end is a lot different than you get on the Land Cruiser I guess it depends on how gnarly you want to go but it is Tundra based so you can just swap in all that stuff if you want yeah. well I mean even the Tundra apparently isn't that great either but it like doesn't the, get a lot of love but the new tund- Tundra does have a lot of those options now like last year they or the year before, or whatever they had that full off-road package kind of I forget what it was called um, kind of trying to be like a it's like a Raptor light kind of thing. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I like I personally, it depends on how far he's going with his comment here uh, about bro trucks. <laughs> but um, it feels like, so we have Jamil, his, he's turning a Ford Expedition into an off-road machine. Yeah, check our blog out. I mean, those are super cheap. And I think the parts, you know, it may interchange with the heavy-duty trucks in some cases. Like uh, a Chevy Tahoe, uh, like, I mean, if you want to be able to put lockers on a truck, 
Like it doesn't get more simple than, uh, you know, welding up the dip or, you know, doing something on the rear end of a Chevy pickup, or, you know, or the mm-hmm. Tahoe and you got the 350 motor, which is made forever. Super well known, like every component on that truck. Um, but I don't know. That's kind of, that doesn't seem like the off-road crowd. I mean, that's more like, you know, just mobbing around in the mud and stuff, but. I don't know. I'd love to hear from the audience. I don't know enough about it, but I would love to. What about you, Art? Well, that was I was all, all I know is that Tim loves his, and that's his experience. So I was going to recommend that. The other one is uh, we know Phil and and also um, Ruben. He's like super into the LR4 option. Mm, uh, apparently, right? yeah. Apparently, they do a good job. They tow well, and and they're great off road. Um, you know, there's a reliability component there, but. Um, I don't know. That's, those are the only two that I know from, you know, kind of secondhand experience. And those are mid twenties, like low to mid twenties for a LR4 V8. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, Lane, do you have anything to add to this? Um, our buddy has a LR4. I went off-roading in it. It did pretty well. And how would it feel as a tow vehicle? Um, I don't know. I mean, you don't need much to be a tow vehicle. Yeah, uh, it would be fine. As, he, he's towed with it. He towed his Model A and stuff, but, uh. I don't know if I depend on that thing right. for driving that. He is a Model A. <laughs> yeah. Nice. He's had it since uh, high school. Jeez. He's but, having it fully uh, restored, like all gone through right now. Hmm. It's chopped and, yeah. Jeez. Uh, rotational weight. Does engine porn still exist? If not, when did it end? What was the pinnacle? Dude, that's a good question. That is a good p- question. I think it's... Mm. I think it's, it's dead. Do- it's done, right? It's dead. Is there a... Is there is there a motor that's is there a motor that doesn't have plastic on top? I mean, if you look at like a uh, F12 Ferrari, yeah. it's a big V12 and it has some cool intake runners and stuff. I guess that's still considered engine porn. But like yeah. even a Viron is plastic and and very modular. It doesn't look intricate. Even the Ferrari, though. I mean, that's that's like a the most. The most obvious example I can give, but all those hypercars are junk. They look like a fucking Dreamcast. What's a Dreamcast? It's a video game from the <laughs> early 2000s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and why not a Sega Saturn one? I'm just curious. Sega Saturn? Yeah, dude. What the fuck is that? The I think pre- you mean Sega Genesis. <laughs> Dreamcast? No, 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 no. Or Saturn's a- after went, the Genesis. I think it was short-lived. Sega, yeah, it went Sega Genesis, Sega CD, and then Sega Saturn, then Dreamcast. No, no. It's TurboGrafx-16. Dude, that's a meant. whole other bag of worms. <laughs> I remember that one. That was like the first, wasn't it? I used to have a the first what? Wasn't that before Nintendo? No. No. It was, was the... It was like before uh, Sega Genesis. I don't know. What was it? What was it? What was PlayStation? What was in between Atari and Nintendo? Not Anything? much. Sega okay. Master System. <laughs> I'm not joking. Look it up. Sega All Master right. System. Yeah. Whatever I Sega Saturn. So back to uh, back away from this nerd talk. Uh, Lane played video games. No, not really. Uh, so when did uh, fireworks fucking suck? Fireworks are lame. Uh, Thinking. So engine porn's basically dead, right? Let's I mean, of, for the most part, let's think of modern cars. I mean, you have uh, a Jetta that has nothing plastic. You know, Audi R8 can kind of look kind of cool, but it just has plastic engine covers. Uh, Porsche is terrible. Porsche is never, yeah. yeah. And, uh, f- even like Ferrari, the V8s and stuff. How about a Hellcat? How's that? Oh, motor? Yeah, I mean, it's just like a big, yeah, it's just a big old big blob. blob. If anything was going to look good, it would be that, I think. The Hellcat engine looks pretty cool. I mean, it's it's got like some cool intake runners and stuff, kind of like LS1-ish style, I remember. I get, but I can't remember the color, but... Well, how about the... Something- C7 Corvette. Does it, don't they do like a clear hood thing? So lame. Dude. Of course, <laughs> but maybe look. they would have to make the engine look nice to. I think it just makes that work. Intake box. No, it is. It. It's like you're looking in at. It's not even looking in at the actual engine. It's like looking at like the an engine. airbrush. Yeah, it's it's something yeah, really. It's a tiger. Light <laughs> bolt. That would be the thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So what? What I think. I mean. There's like the intake runners, there's the cam covers, and then there's also the actual the ITBs, right? And so I was thinking the last time that you got to see rad ITBs on an engine was an S54, right? Like they're really, like I mean that was uh, E46 M3. Yeah. And then the 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 V8 and the E39 is decent, but it's big plastic on top of that too. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was pretty recent. That's the Hellcat engine. Oh, that looks terrible. 
Looks yeah, like it's an a big supercharger, yeah. big supercharger box yeah, on top yeah. of the motor. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you can think of the really good ones, which is supercars from the 90s, um, F40, McLaren F1. I mean, those are like pinnacle. I don't know if it got any better yeah. than that. Can you think of anything? Can you even mm-hmm. see it in the McLaren F1? Yeah. Yeah, McLaren yeah, F1 windows. wasn't that. What? Wasn't that great, What though. the fuck? Yes, it was. It was sexy. It was fucking yeah, awesome. Dude, look, you have thro- yeah, individual throttle bodies and a killer valve covers and then rad headers. I mean, it's like as good as it gets. Plus that gold. Yeah, the gold leaf. That wasn't on the engine. It was all around it. It was a gold fucking slumber party. Someone built a fort. <laughs> mm, early 90s then? Is that when it died? I think so. Mid, mid-90s? mid-90s? I think we call it that. Yeah, let's say. Yeah. Well, I, I think we should include the E46 yeah, M3. What does a spiker engine look like? A spiker engine? It's an Audi it's R8. An Audi motor. But that might look cool. I mean, R8s look all right. That doesn't count. Spiker, God, I mean, those, those companies it. are making... Well, what about like a Pagani? Like the Zonda motor was badass, a big Mercedes thing. Art. Anyone? We lost Art. That's it. Did we? Yeah. I heard him say, God damn it. I think it's <laughs> something died probably. Um, all right, we can, we can move yeah, I on. guess we'll just keep going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brian Patrick Muldoon. While the X3 hate, sure, it looks like it got hit by a shovel, cost a fortune <laughs> to maintain, and my door seals leak, but I love my first-gen X3 daily driver. I love it. I think you answered your own question, buddy. Um, I, just, I, I think it's just the way it looks. Like, it's too low for the type yeah. of, the class of vehicle. Right, and it's it, it does look like it got hit by a shovel. It's Yeah. Bad. But I think Warren and I were talking about how they don't drive out. They don't. Well, I, I don't think they... They drive heavy. I, they drive very heavy. Yeah. It feels like a... A eight thousand pound vehicle or something. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it, you get in, you're like, oh, this should be like small and nimble or whatever, and it's uh, definitely not that. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see here. Shall we pause for a moment? Mm, I guess. Okay. Hit this, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. What happened? Nothing happened. We're sitting here still talking. God damn it. All right, well, with just, the power of editing art, we don't have to discuss How dare happens. you ask me what happened when your <laughs> fucking system has been... We're moving on, all right? Moving on. Let's do it. Uh, Paul of the Lights. Oh, did you want to say anything about an X3? We already answered that question. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Paul of the Lights asks, thinking of starting another project car, but a VW Notchback... Built a VW Notchback a few years ago that I will keep, but I'd like another small, derpy car in the same vein as the new project. Something I could get into for around 3500 bucks would be nice. This would be a long-term project over a couple years. The Notchback was just a body basically when I started it, so something along the same lines would be cool. Any suggestions on something to be looking for? 3500 bucks, a big project. That's Dude, his Notchback was pretty rad looking. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he uh, he's got the right setup oh, yeah. for turning a project car around. If he started with a bare shell and ended up with something pretty yeah. nice, notchbacks are really rad. By the way, they're pretty cool. You don't see them ever. I don't know much. It's about a very their, cool uh, body style. Reliability. I, I mean, it's just a Type Four motor, yeah. right? Like everything else, nine fourteen, whatever. All right, what do you think? Thirty five hundred bucks. Bucks. You could probably find like a 240Z shell or something. Oh, yeah. That could be a fun project. Because you can kind of, the world is your oyster with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Whoa, really? What do you mean? Well, I mean, world's an oyster. I mean, it's, I feel like it's pretty limited. I mean, for, to actually, I guess it depends to what, how much. You can pick what engine you want to put in it. You can do whatever you want with it. And it's so simple. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if, if, yeah, I was thinking for some reason sticking in the Volkswagen realm and, um, I don't know if like a Carmen Ghia, is that too similar to an Hatchback? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's too that's similar. That's why I'm trying to, Lane's yeah. trying to branch him out. I like, your, right. I like your thoughts on thinking though. I, maybe if you could find a 510, uh, that needs everything, but it's got a mm-hmm. good shell. That's something, is something along the same lines as that car where it's basically just a really simple, you know, it's a shell with a basic engine, and you can kind of yeah. Because I think you could probably find one for thirty five hundred bucks. But the problem with those is the thirty five hundred dollar ones are rusty. But if yeah. you could find the opposite, where it needs interior and a motor, mm-hmm. but the shell's really good. And if you're good with like welding and stuff, yeah. You know? But how available are parts? I'm I've never dealt with 
old dots and stuff other than Z's. Mm-hmm. I've never dealt with 510. I've never dealt with even Z parts, Z's are really. pretty good. There's a lot of following for Z's, but um, I don't know about 510s. And they're really rare to find a good two-door. Yeah, I don't. 3500 is not realistic for a 510. But a shell? I bet it is for, like, a shell. Dude, I don't know. You don't know. I think it's I think it's possible. I think a 2002 shell is doable. Yeah, I do too, but I almost think that's too easy. Too easy? Yeah. Oh, something a little more more obscure. A little uh, more. What about What about a 1973 Toyota Corolla SR5? Hell yeah. That's a cool idea. That'd be really rad. I like that idea. Little um, two-door rear-wheel drive, manual transmission. There's a ton of engine options that you can go with. Yeah. Uh, oh, really a ton. A ton. Like, the world's oyster lane. Well over 2,000 pounds. As uh, long as yeah. you choose 2JZ. <laughs> How about a uh, Volvo 140? 140 Coupe? Those are kind of rare. Or how about a t- little 242 or something? Yeah. Dude, I, I don't. I feel like he's... I mean, he said that he's keeping this one. Yeah. Don't, don't you guys worry that he's going to have cars that are too similar? I mean... I, That's what we're trying to... Something that crossed my mind is like, what about like an old Chevy pickup or something? Mm, Toyota truck. Or yeah, rad a bullet, a bullet said Datsun. How about that? But I think we I'd rather were, do Toyota. But I think but. we were just giving options that were more sports cars as opposed to a squareback. Yeah, which is like all show, no go kind of thing. And then we were kind of giving sports car options, so they're it's yeah. a totally different realm, you know. And then I guess if he if he's into like, I don't know if he's into trucks and stuff like that, but that's a way you could go, what? I guess. Oh wait, where did he say? Oh, never mind. I was going to throw one car out there that I think doesn't get it a lot of love, and they're pretty rad, um, is a Bavaria. What about a Bavaria? Oh, totally down. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I mean, it's uh, analog and pretty simplistic. Uh, parts yeah. are going to be a bitch. That's the one thing, like, when you get into a car like that as opposed to, like, that's why I kind of threw a 240Z out, or 510 is a good choice, I think. Mm-hmm. You can kind of do what you want. The interior is so simple. There's, like, not much there, really. You know, you can kind of make your own door panels. You put your seats in, you make a carpet kit, and you have a dash, essentially. Um, when you get into a car like a Bavaria, you have a lot more parts that you have to buy. There's a lot more to the car. Right. And, but you said long-term project, though. I mean, I yeah. I know I understand where you're coming from. But, but you know like, what I'm saying? Think, like, it's, yeah. it's like less of a... It's more of a where do I find these parts and how much do I spend, as opposed to like I, a Volkswagen's a very like I can make the, I can make everything myself kind of kind of car. I mean, thirty five hundred bucks again, you're going to be in the. I mean, they're rare to begin with, and then to find one worth messing with, mm-hmm. uh, it's possible. Bavarias get rusty too. too they do. So watch out. Yeah. All those cars. Let me uh, talking about get rusty. Add some more context. He's definitely a VW <laughs> guy. He's got a pretty cool uh, Mark II Jetta. Mm. I like Mark II Jettas. I guess it's a diesel. Um, and he's got like a Mark, uh, let's see, what is this? He's also got like a Mark IV Jetta. Cool. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's, you know, well, maybe he's he all in VW, out. so. He wants to branch out. Yeah. Or you can go 914, find a rustiest 914 in the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian Patrick Muldoon says. Can I s- cut in? No. Jeff just texted me a question. Who's Jeff? Hayford. He's dead to us. No. Oh, okay. He says, are cars a waste of time and money? <laughs> what no. happened to his? What happened to his? Yeah. His what? Oh, why is he asking that? I don't know. He's lived too well, long. That's what I'm oh, saying. No, I, mean, I told him we were podcasting, oh. and he's throwing in a question for us. Oh, I'm saying, I thought maybe something just happened. No, him. I don't think so. I think he's lived in San Francisco too long. He's warped his fragile little mind. I think he's, talk- he's asking the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, you know your audience. Uh, yeah, I don't just, think it's a waste. I'm yeah. just mad he's not coming on the rally, that's all. Brian Patrick Muldoon says, also, I almost threw up when Art said Margarita. <laughs> so there you go, Art. Do you have any answer for that? Uh, I think that man needs, what is that uh, anti-nausea medicine that you need? Dramamine? Can he needs some Dramamine. <laughs> Fonz the second says, uh, Volkswagen CC with a manual, solid DWA daily driver or daily dud? Hmm, they're pretty. Yeah, I like them. I like the first gens better than the second gens. Get an extended warranty if you can. They're not good. I think that's my my call. Have you wrenched on them? Uh, similar vintage cars. Well, um, it's just like a Jetta. It's the same thing. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not really that great. But um, it would be a fine daily. You know. 
Anyone else? Yeah, I think they're fine. It's I don't just even a know what it is. It's just a little two liter turbo. It's just like a. It's like the. It's I a four door coupe. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Coupe. It's a four. It's a cheap coupe. Mercedes uh, CLS. Yeah. Uh, Blitz Koenig says, "What's the best advice you can give the next generation of car enthusiasts? What should they try and experience? Is there a proving ritual you find they need need to go through before they can be seen as true enthusiasts in your eyes?" No, I don't think so. They just have to be nerdy about it. They just need to like cars and shit. Yeah. That's a true enthusiast. You just got to genuinely like it, you know? It's a good question. I thought about this, and I was thinking, (coughs) do you have to know how to drive a manual to be a true enthusiast? Yes. What about drag racers who do, like, crazy automatics? But they know how to drive a manual, I'm sure. Yeah, and a lot of it is kind of a manual, you know, ratchet shift. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I was thinking, uh, yeah, because like oil changes, like you know, sometimes people have to do that. And that's not it. I mean, right of nah. passage, spark plugs. Nah. Nah. Um, I mean, I think driving a manual. What about what about the? Oh, okay, yeah, be my, answer. Manual. That's my answer. I I I, uh, I agree with that. I think the right of passage is. I think you have to start out with a car that you bought with your own money, and you have to fix with your own money, and and you have to wrench on it. And that's stuff. a good one. Because I, I think if you don't uh, go through that at all, I think if you're just given a a, a new M3 when you graduate high school or whatever and you don't drive up to that point, then you don't have the same appreciation that, you know. I think that's a good one. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I was basically uh, given the funds to buy a pickup truck in high school, and I was still a car enthusiast. Yeah, but I mean. I didn't, a, like, save up for that. It was a $3,000 truck. That you like would yeah that you would wrench on yourself exactly I mean it's the same same okay, basic clarify, idea yeah. you're just saying you didn't pay your cash for it but I mean yeah. that's a small minute difference but besides that and then you after that you bought a car that you had to wrench on you bought a little Karma Gia that you caught fire to you <laughs> you you know like you you have to go through these little things like that's that's exactly what I was gonna say so actually. I've had a lot of like kids work for me and stuff and they're you know they're they all like cars and stuff but it's just like one one kid in particular he never drove in high school and then he got a brand new e46 m3 when he graduated college and he's a car guy you know all of a sudden and he has an automatic an smg car and you just can't like respect anything the guy says he's he knows nothing but that car. you know it's hmm. it's a totally different you yeah. have to kind of, like, earn your stripes a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. I was thinking, like, in the case of, you know, because not ever, some people are privileged, and, you know, that's just the way it is. And, like, they, I think it's more about experience, right? And it's, like, like um, just thinking of kids that I know that were that are wealthy and were, you know, given that brand-new car when they were in high school or in college, but they went and went to the races with their parents or yeah. they went and, like, went to, like, automotive-related events and looked forward to that, right? Like, so – that's I'm trying to think of like a different angle here, right? Like yeah. the guy that I sold my 993 to, like his first car was a brand new WRX, and he's like a I would consider him a car enthusiast. Like he nerds mm-hmm. out, he texts me all the time, has a ton of questions, and he never wrenched himself, but he's he he absolutely loves like automotive everything and reads up and you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just thinking of like in that situation, like what what is what is it that can someone can do to like really kind of yeah I guess I would say I mean. I have friends that were privileged and stuff too, but I think a lot of them, the the ones who were really the most into cars, they didn't get given that brand new car right off the bat either. They they were given, you know, they were given maybe a decent car, but um, yeah, but that's more about the parents than it is about the yeah, I know, kid, and, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Like to, I think to really appreciate it, you have to go through those kind of. Yeah. So, well, how about this distinction? I mean, were you a car enthusiast when you were 14 years old? Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, were you a real enthusiast? That's true. How do you know? Yeah, because because yeah. I looked forward. Yeah, you look forward to going to automotive events. That's the way I think about it. Or going to or or just when your dad popped the hood, like you wanted to go see what he was up to and get involved. I don't know, but it it does involve. There, there's a hands on thing, I think, right? Yeah, I feel like there's just like an element of curiosity that's important. Like it's not just being around cars that you like. You're like. It's like being a true enthusiast. You're like you're curious about it, and like the way that you can tell that in other people is they nerd out about a certain detail, or they learn something, or like <coughs> Lane, you kind of mentioned what I was thinking, which is basically like you, you do you have the confidence to do something where you're like you know 
fucking stuff up basically like you get in like you you try to tear into your own motor and you screw something up like that's like a a clear sign of an enthusiast who's like you know kind of taking it upon themselves and they're not just doing this because they're uh you know in hard times and they need to fix it and can't pay for a mechanic they're doing it because they're like curious about how this works and you know interested in the car and you know, you get you, inevitably you're going to fuck something up if you're like new to it and all that stuff. Yeah, I might yeah. also say that I would argue that people who were handed that stuff aren't as interested in it. Mm-hmm. They don't nerd out as much. It's not as interesting because they've yeah been, somebody else made the decision right, or they've never had to like w- really want something for years and work at it and get it. It's like oh, I just yeah, I think there. That's what I, that's what I'm kind of saying. There is exceptions to that rule, obviously. Of course, yeah, that's. But I think a lot of a lot of times when you have to, you know, when you want something bad enough that you're gonna save all your money or obsess over it and obsess over it, but you're gonna sp- save all your money and you're gonna spend all weekend under your car like replacing the transmission when you're in high school or something, you know that that kind of shows your your dedication to that thing. You love yeah. it that much that you're like. Um, our friend Mark in high school, he had like a 84 318i, right? And everyone's like, oh, the rich kid, look at him. Yes. It was <laughs> yeah. red too, right? No, it was, it was silver. It was silver. But it was like really clean. But every, no one knew it was a $4,000 car. Like, it just I have looked- this in his bio on our, on our thing. But everyone's like, oh, rich kid in his BMW, you know? And meanwhile, it's a $4,000 car. All these kids that are calling a rich kid have brand new Civics. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like brand new, like $18,000 Civics and Accords and stuff or whatever. And then he, he goes and he makes a decision, you know, he's like, dude, I want a different, you know, he buys a 68 911 for the same price, like sells his Beamer, buys a 68 911. Another like, oh, rich kid, Porsche, you know? No, but it's a total, it's, cheap, it's yeah. a cheap enthusiast car. And then I remember after school, like going over to Mark's house and putting a, like a crane ignition on it with him, you know, like we're drilling into the firewall of fucking 911, putting a crane, you know, like doing stuff like that. Just and we're like trying to tune the carbs and we're taking the gas tank out and and then like Kevin you know like in his nine eleven yeah he's like pulling the motor he's putting Carrera chain tensioners on his nine eleven dude he's just like and, and he has that nine eleven because you know his parents were happy to like give him one of their like hand me down accords or whatever but he's like enough an enthusiast where he's gonna go against that and be like no I want I'm gonna like. Yeah, I think, dude, I think, yeah, I've changed my mind. Like, I think they're, they're, to be an enthusiast in the way that we're talking about with this question, like, I think you do have to earn it. And in cases where you are given a car, uh, like, if I was given a my dream car of a Dodge Viper in high school, like, it would have prevented me from being a true enthusiast because it would have been a car that ran perfectly. I wouldn't have had to do anything with it. I would have been a young kid excited to have a sweet car, but I wouldn't have been an enthusiast until... I like did, you know, I, I, I like saved up for an extra set of wheels with like stickier tires because like that was an important piece to make the handling better or something like that. Well, maybe the matching leather jacket. Yeah. The leather jacket, I don't think would have helped actually. <laughs> but you'd have to no. save up and yeah, get a no, tailor. That's, that's, that's <laughs> no, not. I think no. Brian's on the right track here because the Viper was red and he wanted to get the Hulkamania <laughs> yellow wheels. Uh, so you got to get those. Uh, then that, you're in that's true. The three spokes? Yeah, three spokes. Yeah, yeah spokes. those are tight. All right, uh, Tweedleboy Fabworks. What are your thoughts on B class slash economy cars? When browsing for car content, I often find myself more interested in the basic cars than hypercars. There's something totally rad about watching amateur racers hustle B spec econo boxes around a track. Am I alone here? Great shows lately. Keep up the good work. You're not Thanks, alone. Dude. You're not you're alone. with you're with friends. You're yeah. you're amongst <laughs> friends. Um, yeah, we don't talk much about hypercars. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, they're pretty un obtainable like slash not unaccessible no, yeah cheap fun stuff is awesome yeah it's everything we're in slow car fast slow car fast um yeah dude b-class cars there's b-spec racing in norcal it's like brian wants to race a honda fit yeah dude i was just watching that that uh 80 when i was watching that 86 uh Whatever touring car championship, I'm like, oh, dude, those Rovers are sweet. Dude. Yeah. You know, like, well, we never got or the 240 Volvos. I'm like, oh, how rad of you just to buy one and make a little replica of that, yeah. like, which is like the cheapest thing ever. But I'd way rather have that than a Ferrari 430 or something. You know, yeah. 
a really nice Nordica. Wrap. I mean, honestly, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I would geek over out over that. Like if that pulled over up to my office, and I, I you know, I have crazy shit in my work all the time. Yeah. I would geek out over that for so long and be taking so many pictures, and I care less about any of the totally other stuff. Yeah. And you'd way rather talk to the owner of the Volvo. Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> that, guy, the that guy's guy's probably so weird and cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, are, are, I, anything to yeah. add to that? Uh, no, I just uh, followed this uh, Instagram account the other day. This It's like a kid who's like a pro drift racer in Eastern Europe or something, but he makes kind of rad YouTube videos. And uh, it, it seems like he lives like in a shop because he's got this little uh, homemade circuit where he's like driving through this like car park and he's just like going 50 miles an hour. But um, two things that are super DWA is like he's got this one super cheap economy car that he's just railing automatic uh, or no, maybe it's manual front wheel drive, but he's doing all these slides through the dirt and stuff like pulling the front bumper off and everything uh, full rallying. And then he's also got a W140 Mercedes Benz. that He's got a big bull basher on the front and he just goes full sideways, like full drifting off roading. He's got knobby tires on one. He's got like another 140 that's like super steez and like, you know, for so rad bobbing fast. And I think he races a twin turbo W140. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Kyle Odd asks, kind of re-asking from the show 200, in 200 years from now, what will be considered the most important element of automotive history from beginning of time through 2016? Then also, what will be the most important piece of automotive history that will have been preserved and fully functional, full vehicle or otherwise? It's a pretty tough question to answer most important element of automotive history up until now is mm, i mean the combustion engine yeah I mean, that's, well, that's what i was the thinking beginning we've mm. always had a version of that would you say like a certain type of combustion engine two stroke bro crap <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a very very I, hard I don't question know. To i mean answer. if that's if it's not then okay of automotive history um no i think that that's got to be the answer but we've it's, gasoline, automotive history's right, always I mean, had gasoline engine well it also had electric engines yeah yep but did, it started but gasoline kind of revolutionized everything that uh, yeah, I mean, it made it, it cheap. It, it and... was diesel. And, yeah, I mean, because uh, I was thinking, like, if there, because I think the question there involves a car, right, or something that you would say, like, a drivable car. Or, like, the first thing that came to mind was the Mercedes-Benz patent wagon or the Benz, whatever. I don't know if yeah, they're Mercedes-Benz. Right, right. um, that was the first gasoline-powered, like, automobile, right? Mm-hmm. It's a really hard question to answer. I... And I don't even understand the second part of your question, Kyle, a lot. <laughs> Very what creative. would be the most important piece of automotive history that will have been preserved and fully functional? So Kyle's thinking in the future, <laughs> two hundred years from now. Two hundred years, what what uh, what thing is still going to be around? I mean, I don't know. Like, there's going to be it's probably going to be like a '57 Chevy, Model or something. T's and stuff, right? It's the most like iconic big boat car that won't right. ever exist again. Um. Anything with a lot of fins and chrome and, you know, gaudiness. I, I don't know. It's like it's kind of like the Model T for me. The first, like, mass-produced car, right? That yeah. is a good call. But like, it's so boring. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. How about the first? Uh, how about a Mini Cooper, first-gen, first front-wheel drive? Yeah, but having it stand out from everything else, it's not that significant, it feels like. But, but. is a mass-produced – I guess a mass-produced car made it so all Everybody cars was, were, were able – we were get, able to get our dude, hands on cars. it changed the human race. Like we I were, mean, but that would Everybody's driving around. How about See, a Volkswagen Beetle? <laughs> I mean, it came much later, but but yeah, that was pretty like, uh, yeah. iconic. Absolutely, what that about could a, that could be, yeah, a Nissan Murano Crosscat. <laughs> yeah, probably Pontiac Aztec or something. Funny. It put about five. Why not Jeep is high on the list, you know. Grand Cherokee, two thousand fourteen, two thousand fourteen, sick, six cylinder, sick. Um, I'd like to know what Kyle thinks because you have a. Yeah, He's I think he has an answer. Smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> That's the answer. I imagine the question for sure. Um, rough example says, after listening to Art go on about that Astoral Blue M3 that he needs, I was laughing my ass off. I'm pretty sure that what JDM Art really needs is a really clean Datsun 510 or a 240Z with some side drafts that he can tinker with 
checks a lot of boxes. Dude, you should, Art. That's a good, that's a good answer. Really? Yeah, I, I'm yeah. looking. That, that's pretty rad. I mean, I, I've always wanted a 510, never had one. Had plenty of 2002s. Um, but it's they're hard to find, man. They're like in our in our neck of the woods, even with our unsalted roads, <laughs> we still find rusty shit boxes everywhere. Dude, to find a really nice two door five ten is so rare, and the one that is, doesn't have Sony Explode speakers and shitty vinyl interior and so oh shit, now so, that's like a unicorn. I know. I'd well, say. that's what, what I was I was thinking, actually, like when uh, when Lane was mentioning, yeah, like, you know, this is all stuff that I can do myself. I mean, obviously, Lane has skills and he has access to good materials, but this is what happened to cars. Like, everybody was freaking tinkering with them and, and putting bullshit interior, like, just what you described. I've seen carpet door panels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the 510s are the worst for that. 510s all are all bad. Ghost flames and, uh, like... CRX seats. Like, yeah, Krager wheels and... Fuck, yeah, just the freaking... The list stuff. goes on. Dude, so I, I wasn't here for the podcast where JDM Art was talking about the Estoril Blue M3. Oh, can we tell why, you about it? Yeah, well, why is it, why is it such a Let me tell deal? you. Let me tell you. Art, he... One of his pinnacles in automotive ownership possibilities yeah. is a what was it slick top slick top e36 coupe. m3 e36 m3 estoril blue estoril blue with a black interior which he just owned an m3 yeah he has an m5 and by the way like six months ago i think when he got the e34 he was like yeah like i'll never i never like Me. i have e36s out of my system like i'll never have one again yeah. i'll never <laughs> want one again and, uh, you know, it's that one. No, you That's didn't say unless I will, go, we will go back and look at the tape. <laughs> oh yeah. You you're did not scared. say unless we want to record. I wish we had like a stenographer and I'd be like, please read that back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> check, check the tape. Yeah. No, so no, no, you're a liar. Art. That's the bottom line. I'm not a liar. I mean, if that, that wasn't part of the discussion. That's uh, people who know me outside of this <laughs> realm know that I've talked about this car before and I've, uh, but I mean, anyway. Yeah. I mean, but at that point you said you definitely didn't want another E36 again. You said they're out of your system. The E34 is way cooler. Da, da, da. You were saying all this shit, dude. That's what I'm saying. But it's I'm a weirdo. It's like that specific car. It's like it's like if if you found I don't I can't think of any like a Martini 924 that was like I don't know something something. Oh yeah, that was my dream. 924. <laughs> but Art, you said the reason you would love it is because you could see the color on the rearview mirror or the yes. side view mirror. You could see the. S4 but the funniest blue. thing, someone someone that commented on like our Instagram, they're like, you guys hate. Since you guys hate colors, I'm like no, we don't hate colors, God, dude. But I will say that this question is from someone who thinks art's ridiculous too. So we're not we're not completely alone. And you admit you're a ridiculous art. Oh, I'm ridiculous. Yeah. So why does why does rough example think he needs a five ten or two forty? I think he's just saying he's ridiculous just in general for wanting an M three again. Yeah. I okay. think because it's a tink because that's a genuine tinker toy with yeah, exactly. and they're classic and they're cool and it's JDM. <laughs> How much are the uh those early Skylines, the two door like very expensive. Seven like ones. A real like uh it's it's a Hakuska. Yeah, Hakuska. <laughs> I just sneeze by the way. Um <laughs> uh, but uh, it's uh, those things, yeah. Like a real GTR is like two hundred grand now. Um, They're so like, rad looking. Super cool. But you can get a GT and do like all the all the GTR shit on them, and you, know, yeah. you can get those for like fifty to seventy depending on condition. So but, much money. Too. I know, man. That's a bummer. That's why the five ten looks so appealing because it's a lot of the same vibe as that. Dude, I think a five ten is just rad. I mean, two forty is too in the same vein, but. It's a lot like the 911s, which is part of what draws me to, like, early 911s. They're just, like, blank slates. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you put a six-cylinder engine, but for the most... You can kind of do what you want to them. You can replace the bumper. You know, you, you can kind of play with them and do what you want. Like, Art says he wants his second car to be a tinker toy kind of thing. And I yeah. think a 510's like that as well. Yep. Where, um, yeah. for example, like, when I had my 928... There was nothing you could really do to it besides like restore, restore it, right? Being because a total douchebag. It's a totally integrated interior where yeah. it's a modern car where like the doors, yeah, that match into the the air ducts in the doors that have vents match up to the dash. Everything's yeah. integrated. So Whereas the five ten has the same door panels out of a truck. It's just like, so it's simple, same, dude. You can do whatever you want. Scene. You can wrap them in fucking tartan. You can do, you yeah. know, you can do all this cool stuff. Oh, dude, Brian just got so stoked when he said that. I could tell. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what am I thinking about? Yeah, wrapping it in uh, denim, American flag, corduroy. I think I've seen that. <laughs> Ferrari did a full uh, denim interior. 
four thirty or four five eight. I forget which one. Oh, that recent? Yeah. I, that was a thing. I forget what model, what car it was, but it was a an option. Oh yeah, I it want, was on like a like Gremlin or, or Pinto or something. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to do uh, full wetsuit material on the inside. Oh. So you could just like not worry about it. Didn't you just jump they in do that? Like Nissan a... Xterra, I think, yeah. early days. Yep. Or Frontier or something. I think what you but really... I, I liked it before then. It was <laughs> like in see, high school. Was... Ryan's ownership experience boils down to when I don't have to worry about it. Whether it's like... That's right. Yeah. Interior, Close paint, it out. tire, wheel, whatever it is. Like, I just don't want to worry about it. Yeah. So how can I have But that? that's also got like squishy and kind of nice. You make a... You know what I mean? Like a Miata with a bathtub in it. It's a body glove edition. There you go. Yeah. Body <laughs> glove. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, Jeff replied. Uh, I told him that... To his question, uh, are cars just a waste of time and money? I said it was pretty much a quick no. He said, uh, thank you. Good to know. You guys provide a valuable public service. <laughs> wow. uh, he's back in my good graces now. Yep. Love that guy. Um, I think that's a podcast. Yep. And we're going to get back to some of these questions. So thank you very much for listening to DWA Q&A. Oh. <clears throat> Art, don't hang up. Don't hang up. This has been the... DWA Podcast Radio Hour. Bye. I would adopt a whole French persona. I would become a fucking mime. <laughs> I would become a mime. <laughs>